Welcome to episode three of Tacos and Tequila, Andrew and Bronco, the pre-sequel. Yes, so yeah, here we are. We're episode three. That's about three more than I thought we'd ever actually do because we're both pretty lazy when it comes to this stuff. Andrew's just a piece of shit, really. I really am. He just kind of carries it. Um, So I guess we should probably introduce who we have in this wonderful studio apartment yeah i just want to mention we are actually in a very luxurious studio like it's a really nice place uh it's it's just really well done got a lot of cla- i got about 10 couches in here i'm counting and yeah and they're all black leather couches yeah, i nice really place. wonder what sort of casting decisions happen in here <laughs> involving alfred hitchcock you know there are well, twice as many funkos as there are couches <laughs> <laughs> and so that's a good segue we're joined by bronco's good friend ben hi i'm ben you're not, you're not going to get a response, by the way. <laughs> that was kind of like a, hey, I'm waiting for a response. <laughs> um, so let's get into the show. I think first thing we should bring up, though, is going to be, let's get serious stuff out of the way first. Yeah, just depress everyone, get them out of here. Yeah, and then they'll come back and listen to us just riff. Um, we're going to talk a bit about the whole Kevin Spacey thing that's been going on in the last couple of days. Yeah, we're not just targeting, like, popular stories because it deals with stuff we talk about and we we love movies and we talk about them and he's involved with them that's the main course that we're going for and not just like headline hitters to be fair like it does kind of suck at a certain point to have like a celebrity you might look up to have this happen to them does this ruin american beauty (laughs) (laughs) i i think kevin spacey's career is done i don't think this is one you can really come back from at this point like it's it's the way in which he's handled it all right now. It's the whole Twitter coming out saying, oh, yeah, I was drunk when I did that. Oh, BT dubs, I'm coming out as a gay man. Yeah, there's a lot of memes starting to form around it was, that. He really was just trying to deflect, say, like not take any responsibility for what he did. Well, like there's like no, that's one thing about the the kind of culture we're living in. It's like, yeah, what he did was bad, but there's no, no one gives a real like pathway to apologize. There's no real way to apologize to that without like, remaining scathed and just like killing yourself afterwards (laughs) like like what's what's the option he's gonna do like obviously him saying he was gay and stuff was not a great way to deal with it but like what is i think he had a better way and it was this one comment on reddit i actually read about it where this guy saying you know at least you would have respect for him a bit more if he just came out and said you know what i was drunk i don't remember this happening i apologize for it i strive to do better like yeah. something like that coming out with a genuine apology it's to me i read his tweet his apology felt really forced and fake kind of like oh you know i was drunk so i don't remember it doesn't count and then it's going oh again it just felt like an add-on him saying i'm gay he's like distract from this i'm gay deflect see again i just want to go back to the point of just like the apology is like but where could he have gone with that that apology would not have worked because i've seen so many people like Look at if he did an apology like that yeah. and say, like, well, being a drunk is still not an excuse. You're still a piece of shit. No, and no. so, like, well, yeah, it's still not I'm an excuse. Not, yeah, no, I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm just had, saying I think I would have had a bit more respect for him if he came out with more of an apology. It just felt like he was just trying to deflect it. And see, someone now would say you, 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 you would have respect for someone who did, like, illegal things with someone who was underage. I'd have more respect for him than I do now, which is nothing. And it would be like, you know, at least I could go, he owned up to it. It felt like that's the biggest thing. He made a mistake. He didn't own up to it. And what he did is I'm not trying to defend what he did in any way. Yeah. I'm just saying it as in a point of view of if he owned up to it a bit more, it would have been a little bit less shitty than what he tweeted out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a hard thing to skirt around, like to talk about in general. But I want to ask, like, Ben, because he brought up a good point. Like, what do you think? Because you, you said it as a joke, but it's a serious thing. Like, does it ruin watching the, his films for you? Uh, probably not. Um, like, <laughs> somebody, of course, like, it's not necessarily a laughing matter, but somebody did make the, the, the joke that, like, he was also a pedophile in American Beauty. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> the signs were there all along. <laughs> but I mean, like, when we talk about does it ruin the enjoyment, there's other examples of, like, people coming out as just absolute pieces of shit. We got, like, the Lost Prophets as a band, the lead singer from that. I'm not sure if you knew about that. Dude ended up doing really bad stuff to babies. 
the lead singer of the band and like Jesus Andrew where are 100%, we going <laughs> no I'm just saying 100% that ruined the music for me like I'll hear I'll have it come on like a random playlist on YouTube or something and it just it ruins like the music's just gone like I don't want to hear it because yeah. of how horrible the person was I feel like a lot of people are going to kind of go that way I've had a similar situation with uh, there was this black black metal uh, band but it's one dude uh, Burzum I don't know if anyone's listening knows him he uh he killed the dude. Yeah, I I know about that <laughs> yeah, he, story. He, he killed the dude. Said it was self defense. Stabbed him twenty one times in self defense, I guess. And then the police found I like take a stock self defense course. Yeah, the police found like a stockpile of like ammunition and explosives in his house. And he's like, I had this so I could defend my uh, defend Norway in case we were invaded. But like everyone's like, no, he was totally just gonna bomb the cafe down so the street. I and then he did time. Released albums while he was doing time. And so like. I was like listening the first time I listened to him. I didn't know all this. And I'm like, ah, I'm digging this. I think it was a uh, silophone. I forget the name of the album. And then you and, looked it up and you and realized like, you're a piece of shit. I can't, I can't. There's another story about him on one of his albums. It's a picture of like a skull necklace, like pieces of skull on a necklace that he took from a scene where his buddy had killed himself. Oh, fun. And he made that his album cover. So like, it's like, so to wrap this like back to our thesis or what? Yeah, because we're just talking one. about murder now. This yeah. is a true crime podcast, guys. Yeah, um, it's like it it does affect how you view things. Welcome to Serial Season Three. <laughs> in- we talked to Janet in Innisville, Minnesota, about <laughs> her missing daughter. She has been gone for three years, and the police could not figure it out. But we have opened the cold case. We are here. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It's that voice. <laughs> <laughs> this is all just us trying to get a cereal off the ground. <laughs> have you ever, like, I, I turned on CBC Radio and they do have, like, a cold case show and it's like, but you'll never figure anything out. They had one from that was talking about, like, some disappearance that happened in Renfrew. <laughs> and, like, my dad's from there and he remembers that kid going missing and, like, it was from the Renfrew arm prior area, this kid went missing and they were talking about it. And like, I remember my whole family was big on listening to that podcast. Anyways, we've gone super off the rails right now. I just want to throw in a point there. Cause we're talking oh, about homes, Christ, hometowns okay. and like murders and stuff. Just, just for the listeners, Barry kind of quarantines it to just one area. It's kind of like, it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, like Ark in the Arkham game, the second one, Arkham City, how they just quarantined all. Yeah, the, that's yeah, basically that's, Barry. What, that's basically what Barry did. Uh, it's a place called Letitia Heights. <laughs> um, all the streets are like Shakespeare Road and Orwell Crescent, but like it's where all the murders happen. So you just feel like like Tybalt's gonna come down there and just stab you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, so yeah, we're getting the sign to wrap this the fuck up. The show's over. Everyone go home. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're done here. Um, so we kind of talked about what. Oh, oh, yeah, also, we have shots ready to go yeah. here, and we actually have a new type of tequila brought to me by my lovely fiance. It might not hurt us this time, but it probably will. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all looking very forward to this. Uh, I just want to put out there, Ben's actually having two shots. He's that big of a man right now. We're trying to clank the glasses. Listen to him crack <laughs> open that fresh can of tequila. <laughs> Three, two, one. Jesus Christ. Lemon lime. It actually wasn't that bad. And it went down clear. Oh, the aftertaste the fuck. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Man, we love tequila. Yeah, send us some. <laughs> uh, so, we're going... Oh, yeah, I'm not even talking to the mic now. Jesus Christ, that burns still. Uh, let's talk about the oversaturation of superheroes in the media. Not in the media in general, but TV-wise. There's so many. It seems like every week there's a new fucking superhero show. I don't. I, it's just the hip. Because we have one called like Black Lightning coming out now. But the thing is, um, it, I'm not even kidding. It's I'm pretty sure it's called Black Lightning, and did, it's about a black dude. Yeah, not Static his, Shock. His character's in Injustice too. He's gonna be a DLC character. Yeah, not Static Shock. What's that voice? That was the <laughs> there's phlegm in my throat. <laughs> um, not Static Shock, but another black wait, 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 guy who, that controls who is lightning. It? Just, static. Because you're saying it so much, I have to just call you out on it. <laughs> um, I feel like it hurts the superhero genre because like, I'm not really excited about any of the superhero movies or TV shows anymore. It's really created uh, like a, almost like a section in a textbook in the future of like the 10, 20 years of like the superhero dom- like rise and fall. 
Hey, what? but Spider-Man 2 is pretty good. Spider-Man 2 is amazing. Spider-Man 3 was the best Spider-Man movie. <laughs> it was that scene where Peter Parker's walking down the street and does that dance. <laughs> it's when he just starts dancing. It's That's just when the, you knew Sam Raimi hit gold. Yeah, yeah, it's just the funniest thing ever, and it's so stupid, and that movie was just a turd. <laughs> what a quick turn. I changed my opinions very quick on this show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I noticed that too. It's just you get tired of it, and they have to do so, because there's so many, that you have to see this pretty much the same story every time of just the introduction of the hero or how they came to be, and that just grinds on it takes about like five movies for them to get to like a, a decent plot and that's not even guaranteeing having like a good one it's just decent yeah because i mean like i'm still waiting for a good thor movie thor one and two i really did not like i found they were super boring and just not really like overall exciting movies when does ragnarok come out or uh, is it already out? november 3rd friday um, yeah Th- this friday. so a ghost told us november it's 3rd it's not actually going to be this Friday, probably when the podcast comes out, but who really knows? It depends on how quick Riley is with uh, putting it out. <laughs> and we heard it from the voice of God himself, folks. Go fuck yourself. Um, but it's, yeah, no, it's just like. I remember you think- when I used to be excited about like superhero. Like, I remember when the first <laughs> Avengers came out. How fucking pumped up I was to see that! I went to see it yeah. after school because you had the Iron Man, mo- Iron Man movies to yeah. build it up to that. It and they were so decent, cool. yeah. the first and second one, and now like. I just hear like Avengers Infinity War. I'm like, okay, cool. It's just going to be a bunch of people sharing screen time. (laughs) Like it's not really exciting anymore. It's just kind of like, yeah, I'll go see it, but it's just another one. And that's the way, even with like the TV shows I've been feeling, you know, I've been feeling the same way when I've been seeing the Avengers films, just like it's another one. Which makes the better ones stand out even more. Like Spider Man 2 Home, or Spider Man 2, Spider Man -Man 2 Homecoming. (laughs) Spider Man Homecoming. (laughs) Technically, it'd be Spider Man 3 Homecoming. It's the third iteration. But Spider Man Homecoming was really good. So I finally saw it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was everything I hoped for in a Spider Man movie. It was Tom Holland is adorable, but he's not like Andrew Garfield, like seems too hot for the role if that makes sense no like no i know this makes me sound incredibly gay right now he's so spicy but like (laughs) shut the fuck up shut the fuck up um no like with it though like the thing was andrew garfield was actually dating emma stone in real life yeah like peter mcguire was dating uh, peter mcguire peter mcguire peter mcguire just proves that he's the best toby mcguire Hey, so we just did some research on the internet. In fact, his name's not Peter Maguire. It took us about an hour. You guys missed that part. We edited it out. But it took us about an hour. It's not Peter Maguire, turns out. So uh, It's uh, Topher Grace. Yeah. To- <laughs> <laughs> it's Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was out of left field. Fucking hell. Um, no, Toby Maguire was dating, uh, what's her face? Mary Jane. Whoever played it. Kirsten Dunst. Thank you, internet. Yeah, we have a ghost in the, uh, ghost in the yeah, studio. Yeah, a nice disembodied voice. Ghost in the machine. Um, but yeah, no, he was dating her, and Sam Raimi was completely oblivious. <laughs> and, like, really? Yeah, I, didn't, I had no idea. But like, no, it was like, because like, Sam Raimi, like, there's a story, he's like, he asked Toby if, and Kirsten if they wanted to hang out, and they're like, oh, no, we're going to go hang out on our own. And he's and, like, I never clued in. They were talking about sex. Yeah. They went home and had nasty, nasty sex. Also, so I know I just realized I can't eat anything. <laughs> this is going to be, I opened up this chocolate bar and I can't, don't want to stop the podcast. We're going to play the game of, is it melted yet? Uh, no, it's fine. Oh, I was hoping you'd be holding it. Uh, Riley's going to eat it. <laughs> and I'll imagine that I ate it. So, all right. So we were talking about Spider-Man. If you care, yeah. it's a coffee crisp. <laughs> well, I mean. Coffee crisp gives us money. So yeah, we were bringing up Spider-Man Homecoming and honestly, like, I hated The Amazing Spider-Man, the first and second one. I think a lot of people didn't I like it. I really didn't like them. I found them just not good movies. They were just basically billboards for Sony. Yeah. Um, and then Homecoming comes out, and I'll be honest, I didn't have much like hope for it. Yeah. And then I finally got around to seeing it, and it's probably one of the strongest, not even just like Spider-Man movies, but superhero movies. Yeah, definitely. It, the cast was super lovable in it. They used Robert Downey Jr. not too much, not too little. It didn't feel like it was a super like cheap cop out. Yeah, yeah. Like it didn't feel like it was a short deal. It felt like he actually played a cool role in the story and kind of helped Spider-Man grow up and kind of learn a lot there. The Uncle Ben. Yeah, exactly. Without being shot, because <laughs> if I had to sit through and that 
the best part about Homecoming, we didn't have to sit See, through the fucking <laughs> Uncle, Uncle ben, ben scene again. Uh, but you know, like speaking of father figures in that movie, uh, Michael Keaton's character, the Vulture, is absolutely fantastic. I he loved is it. Menacing. He is menacing. When he threatens Peter in the car, relatable was just one of like it made my skin crawl. Where he turned to Peter and go. Now thank me, son. Yeah, and it's like thank you. Like I'm like he plays such a good skeezy villain, but he's, he's also even, he's not even like you don't even sit there and go like he's super evil. I hate him. You're like yeah, I'd do that too to protect my family. And also the thing about him is that he's able to bring off a lot more menacing, foreboding like things, dark things with, that other villains weren't able to in this in the Marvel universe, which is really fucking and he's funny. and he has no powers. It's the Vulture. Yeah, which if you see him in the comic books, he's a bald old man that flies around in a green feather suit. <laughs> he is one of the least menacing supervillains in Spider-Man's whole gallery. That includes someone like the Shocker, which is named after a very popular move with your fingers. Yeah, it's where you it, it's where you stick them in an outlet and then just kind of <laughs> let that go. It was no look lane change. His experience at, in Birdman helped, I think. Yeah, because he literally plays a Birdman again. <laughs> he, <laughs> I was What's that? Michael Keaton's in the studio right now. <laughs> the jazz drums come in. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, the Marvel and the superhero films in general, I just... I, I think I'm, it's a I'm bubble tired. waiting to pop yeah. at this point. It's going to be like... Like I said, like, it's going to be a textbook moment it's for gonna us be to like study later It's going to be like the zombie on. movies that did before, vampires. Every kind of thing has had its almost like limelight with a few big blockbusters and stuff. This has probably been like the longest one we've seen. Yeah. But it's going to come to an end at some point, and I think it's coming sooner rather than later because I think a lot more people are feeling the way we kind of feel where it's no longer a special treat. Uh, treat when a superhero movie comes out it used to be oh man like that's coming out that's so cool like avengers that is just a concept was awesome to hear about coming out what's going to happen is that it's just going to be like later on when this is all dies off it's going to be like on the imdb genres it's going to say superhero yep so yeah it's it'll be its, its own, own genre Thanks. and uh you know will be the top one in there hancock <laughs> i forgot about that film <laughs> that, that film was awesome uh um let's talk about so we kind of touched on spoilers in spider-man like about spider-man homecoming oh yeah stuff. we should have started with like spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen spider-man homecoming fuck you guys um, you should have seen it by something happened in a car yeah <laughs> spoilers um so why don't we bring up spoilers do they actually ruin the enjoyment of whatever 100%. has been spoiled yeah let's all right that's I, the end of the segment right there let's continue to the next one i think it depends can we because i've had times where i've had things spoiled and it doesn't necessarily ruin the enjoyment for me yeah do you know what uh, one of the biggest spoilers um, in recent memory was spoilers for The Force Awakens, uh, the death of Han Solo. And I thought you were going to say Kaiser Sose, and I'm like, <laughs> you are a couple years <laughs> off here, buddy. No, uh, the death of Han Solo. It, but the thing is, is like pe- people were trying to spoil that everywhere, but uh, hardcore fans knew it was going to happen anyway, right? Like, yeah. People were following Harrison Ford's, like, Attempts to die <laughs> as character, not <laughs> not in his plane crash. He's no, just been trying in, to jump out of windows for decades now. He, like in I, get off my plane. He, he wanted George to kill him in episode six, but uh, it was probably a stipulation. Like everybody knew, like a stipulation of his contract to like even do episode seven. So mm-hmm. yeah, I had that spoiled for me. And I'll be honest, I still enjoyed the hell out of that movie. I really liked it. It was still a fantastic Star Wars film. And the spoiler didn't really... It almost took a pressure off the movie to, like, not deliver something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it took that pressure off where I'm sitting there in my seat waiting for that wow moment. It took away the surprise and added the tension? Yeah, because, like, I knew when it would happen and stuff, but I was still kind of going, like... Yeah, exactly. I'd still be kind of surprised by it happening because it was still a major moment. I mean, I've had... Game of Thrones spoiled for me. Didn't make me stop watching. Yeah, of Like, course. you know what I mean? Like, there's certain times I almost want to argue spoilers but don't an, hinder But it's an entirely story. different experience, though. Like, you, like you said, like, it's the whole, like, changing suspense to tension. That's like, well, that's an entirely different thing, the way to view it. No one, like, that means the people don't know are going to be in their seats. They're going to be experiencing it differently. So yeah. it's like a, you're altering the viewing experience I, completely. I get where you're coming from, too. Like, I do, for certain things, I absolutely hate spoilers. Like, I had um, Last of Us spoiled for me. Yeah. Oof. And that made me stop playing the game. That's one of my favorite games. <laughs> I, 
so I actually, one of the other reasons I stopped playing is because I got stuck because Naughty Dog needs to learn how to do controls right in certain segments. Because mm. the fucking time when you're hanging upside down by your ankle with all the clickers coming at you, <laughs> as Joel was made me just rage. I couldn't beat that part. I stopped playing, did not want to ever pick it up again. And the story spoilers only kind of helped that. Because mm. like the only reason I was going to go back was, what the hell happens to them? And then someone told me and I'm like, well, fuck, no reason to go back now. <laughs> yeah, there's... With with a game like that, spoilers are pretty detrimental because it's like, kind of like a key part of the game. Well, is the, the story is, keeps you wanting exact, to play it. Well, exactly the point Ben's about to make about them being super detrimental. Like, where do you draw the line? Because you don't know ahead of the time at the film that's, if that spoiler is going to be super detrimental. In a, in like, a, I will say, the worst people in the world are those that sit in YouTube comments and just spoil random shit. Like yeah. the people that just try and spoil. I have no issue if it's something like where I specifically go and ask. Like, say you saw Star Wars Force Awakens before me, and I go, hey, I heard there's a big twist. I physically want to know what it is. Can you tell me? And you go, yes, yes, I can. And then But you I tell have to kill me. you afterwards. But, like, no, but it's, like, the concept, though, of, like, if I go, you're like, hey, Andrew, I don't want to know a spoiler, and I go, oh, yeah, by the way, Han Solo dies. That's a dick move. Like, that's that's when I have an issue with spoilers. It's if someone actively seeks them out, I don't have an issue with them. It's when people want, like, don't want to hear them and people just kind of drop it on them. Well, exactly. Well, like, that's, like, but the thing is, they can argue it against that by, with that logic. I just think, you know, there's times where I just go blackout on a film I'm really interested in. Like, Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner, I went totally blank to that. I knew that it was, that it was existing. How was it, anyways? absolutely amazing because i've heard really good things oh and i already got it spoiled God. and i really it's, want to see it though still it was so good there's it, it's being called uh by a lot of reviewers like one of the greatest sequels of all time like up there with godfather part two i know ben hates and the shrek godfather 2 series. yeah and shrek 2 empire and empire. b movie part two when that comes out yeah exactly um that could be a list for another time <laughs> <laughs> you like jazz um <laughs> do you like jazz <laughs> That's uh, not a queen. That's a guy dressed as a girl. That's a queen in drag. That <laughs> <laughs> fucking movie. Is that I'll still put it on anytime it's on. Seinfeld actually wanted to make a sequel to that. I Jar- really Jerry, hope it happens at he, some point. He asked, like, you guys down for a B-movie too? And everyone's like, no, please. <laughs> God, no. Uh, speaking of things that draw us further and further away from God's light every day. Tequila. Yeah, we got a tequila shot ready. Good segue. Ben, Jesus Christ. You guys can't see it. Ben's sticking a middle finger up at us while holding like a giant glass. He's just glass. drinking the bottle. Yeah, he just, he just has popped the bottle and is drinking it. No chaser. He has fucking balls of somehow steel. Somehow has both middle fingers up. Cheers, boys. Uh, we're going to clank? No, nah, we can't reach. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really don't like this tequila. It goes down too smooth and comes back too hard. Oh, Jesus Christ. Lori, you picked a bad one. Ew. <laughs> Old Uncle Jose Cuervo was better than this. Oh my god, that Cuervo was god awful. <laughs> we drank way too much that night, but oh, yeah. All right, so on to the next point. Uh, we touched on that. Blah, 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 blah. I think we're touching on tequila again. No, no more tequila right now. <laughs> Ooh, I'm shivering. Um, another thing going around online is a lot of people calling it the death of single player gaming. So yeah, those same people uh, are fucking idiots. Yeah, they they. Uh, You've just been called out. Whoop, 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 whoop. Um, if you have That's any, if you want to respond here. respond to that, you can contact us via mail at uh, one two three. Go fuck yourself, street. <laughs> Get out of your fucking parents' basement. It's probably like a street in Germany, just like mispronounced. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> they're all lovely <laughs> people in that, ta- in that town. Yeah, they're all really nice, and everyone's yeah. like, they're confused why everyone. <laughs> <laughs> We're just really Why do confused. these people hate us? <laughs> we did nothing. Unless they're Jewish. Oh. Because we said it's a German town. So. Oh my God. <sighs> that Nazis. wasn't even a good one. That was you like. You did not see that coming. Well, like, it's. That's so low hanging. And fruit. frankly, are you getting sick of these? <laughs> it's like, it's terrible. <laughs> they're not clever. All right. So, death of single player. People are calling it. The death happening. of a salesman. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, it's all because EA. Basically, did they close down Visceral? Yep. They they closed it down, took the employees in the back, did some things, brought them back out, got the next one, kept going. Yeah. So we're talking about the systematic <laughs> annihilation of an entire race of developers. Yep. 
Uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, they took them on trains. So, <laughs> Sorry, but like, Riley. <laughs> one thing that has come out in this was a couple ex-Visceral employees talking about it and them saying, no, the reason we were canceled was because literally the Star Wars game we, mar- we were making wasn't that good. Yeah. It's... They said, like, that the scope was way too big and the budget would have been, like, 300 million dollars or some shit Jeez. i really love ben's comments when he just goes yeah <laughs> yeah and then like i'm trying to wait sometimes to see if he's adding anything in and then sometimes he just goes into it other times i'm just sitting there going like any of us are gonna say anything well, like he he like in ben's defense like, ben could easily be saying this himself he's he's a huge like he's a fan of star wars and yeah the stuff no, he like, likes the stuff he likes he really he's really i'm into i'm heartbroken that the game's gone because, like, I thought it was going to be really cool. I was looking forward to another single-player, like, a single-player-focused Star Wars game, story-based, and Visceral's a great studio to be handling something like that. But... Just for, like, audience sake, like, what were some of the other games they did, I think? Oh, fuck. I'm trying to remember now. Let me... Um, I don't have my phone on me. You have the... You have a laptop in yeah, front of you. Yeah, I have a laptop in front of me. So Just, cue up some decent elevator music right now. Can we, Riley, can we put Spanish Flea by Herb <laughs> Albert on during this story? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it's the song that plays during Gary's mod loading screens. <laughs> uh, it was a visceral? Yeah. yeah. Well, you can keep talking while I look at yeah, this. Yeah, no, like, I mean, like... Dead Space. It's, yeah, yeah, Dead Space. If the game's not there at that level, I'd rather have it canceled than get just a, another heartbreakingly bad game. Like Forced Unleashed 2. They did oh they did the Lord of the Rings games on PS2. Which ones did they do? Uh, oh, did they Return do the, King, the Talking Eagle one? The Third Age. Oh fuck! T- Return of the King was an amazing game. I was about to say Talking Eagle. Fuck <laughs> off, Ben. D- Dead Dead Space, obviously. Yeah. Um, all the Dead Spaces. Army of Two. Army of Two. Did you ever play that game? Yeah, I didn't it's, enjoy if it. If you play it co-op, it's a fantastic game because you get the epic moments where you go back to back like Bad Boys style, mm-hmm. which. When you're playing as, I don't know. Oh, they did. Uh, they did Dante's Inferno. <laughs> okay, so Devil May Cry. <laughs> Dante's Inferno was was great until like geographically the circles of hell get so small that the level design sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It wasn't their fault. It was Dante's fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was fucking. 15th century poetry. <laughs> and for some reason, they did I, Battlefield Hardline. Battlefield Hardline wasn't a bad game. I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, I think they're doing DLC for it. They did the single player. Yeah. Oh, okay. Single player was cool. Did you guys play that at all? I did not. It was kind of like a old like cop show where like yeah. each thing's a different episode and each one like kind of is self-contained in an hour, which was really cool to me because I know not, not everyone has a lot of time to play games. I'm a piece of shit and I could sit on my ass for, for that. 20 hours a day playing video games. Everyone's nodding their head, including my fiance. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but like, no, I can sit on my ass and play for 20 hours. I appreciate the fact some people can't. So if a game developer releases a single player story where they go, here's an hour at a time in a manageable chunk, that's pretty cool. Telltale has a monopoly on that though. Yeah. We don't talk about Telltale until <laughs> I get my Wolf Among Us season two. It's coming. I know. And I can't fucking wait. Cause we've had what? Like four seasons of Walking Dead. Are you okay there? Where you, where I had you a birth really coming up and really I didn't want to taste caring tequila and beefaroni. Yeah, what was that, Ben? Said where you really start to stop care about Clementine. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I really like. I played the first one and I cried at the end because, like, <clears throat> did you play the end? Did you yeah, play it? Yeah, I played yeah. it. Fucking having to do that last choice as Clementine was the most heart wrenching thing ever. Then I played the second and was like, eh. Like it's just Clementine should be a hardened badass by that point. I know she's a kid, but like. Spoiler alert, if you shoot Lee in the face, <laughs> you shoot the dude that's basically like been your dad throughout the whole zombie apocalypse, Clementine shouldn't give any more fucks. Yeah. Everyone she knows is loved, just dead. Yeah, just dead or dying. Or gone. And then season two, you have to make another choice about killing someone you knew. Fuck that game. Um <laughs> all right, so we got way off track again. What was I don't honestly remember the um, topic single player was. games. Oh, story. So yeah, I, I love stories. People were bitching about that literally the same week. <laughs> so did the Sumerians. <laughs> I think human history has a good relation with stories. So, I mean, like, people were bitching about this the same week that we had arguably three of the biggest single-player games come out in a single day. Mm. We had Wolfenstein uh, 2. Oh, it looks so good. Uh, what was it? New Colossus is what it's called? Yeah. The new, no. Yeah, the New Colossus, yeah. yeah. 
Um, we had trilogy. Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. And then we also had Super Mario Odyssey, which I've been talking about how much I can't wait for this game, and it is the best Mario game since Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so much fucking fun. Um, I won't get into it much, but go out and buy it if you have a Switch. If you don't have a Switch, go get a Switch and go buy it, because it is worth every penny you're going to pl- pay. You hear that, Nintendo? So as sponsor Andrew, us. Andrew just single-handedly saved your company. Yeah, ha- has sponsor n- us. <laughs> has Nintendo banked a game of the year in either Zelda or Mario? Oh, right. For I honestly, I think they have of one of those two games, and they have more games coming out this year still. They have Splatoon a Splatoon pretty- 3. <laughs> That's going to win it. We don't talk about Splatoon 2. <laughs> it wasn't even that bad. It's if you played the first one, you played it, though. Yeah. Like, um, so why don't we talk though about another big single player game? I haven't played it yet. I know Bronco has, but let's talk about South Park, the fractured butthole. First, before we get into it, they wanted to name the game fractured butthole. Yeah. But they couldn't get away with those words. But so they, they called it the fractured butthole. butthole. It's specifically, they said they couldn't use the word butthole in the title, Yeah, <laughs> but they found a way and I love them for it. Cause I will begin <laughs> that game really soon i got it and, it and i haven't finished it yet but i i'm loving it a lot there like i do have problems with it but 95 percent of it i love just for the humor it's just like it's again it's just like the stick of truth it's just a south park episode yeah, pretty if much you're not but it's just like if south park isn't your thing universe. you're not gonna like it yeah it's you, as simple as that if but i mean even stick of truth like as i was playing it i noticed it was actually a really tight rpg yeah it was and they expanded well on that controlled like, the combat mm. is pretty much like the RPG comment they yeah. had before, but they expanded it where it's like a grid-based yeah, I've thing. Seen, so you can I've move up and down, left and, and, and right. You can actually move out of the tax plan ahead. But um, yeah, no, it's just a lot of fun. Like I said, there are a few problems with it. Uh, the turn order when you start a battle, it seems mostly random and like doesn't let you plan that well. Okay. Uh, you can like get combat of initiative yeah but it's still like after that it just kind of the game kind of decides oh this these people get four turns and then you go and then so like uh because it's turn-based and there's a lot of just walking around which kind of kills the pacing and the humor yeah but i mean that happened a lot in the first game too is i remember something they didn't, like, didn't really fix it's just no. like because it, it, it kills the pacing of the jokes you it's know it's not like that that sounds like such a small complaint to me. Yeah, no, that's like, what I'm saying like, it, just, like that's the I really have to search for the complaints because it's yeah. a really fun and hilarious game. I'm really looking forward to um Assassin's Creed Origin when I get around to actually playing that. Yeah. Cuz I think my list right now is going to go Assassin's Creed cuz I get every time it comes out I buy the game. I know I'm part of the problem on that one <laughs> for why there was such shitty Assassin's Creed for the longest time. Yeah. But I love those games. I can't help it. It's my weak point. It's kind of a games game. It's very gamey. It's, you know what I mean? It's like if you were No, no one knows what you mean. (laughs) I get it. If you were to like put a bunch of things into a game machine, it would make that. it, It almost feels like every generation of it, it has like a different gimmick. Yeah. Because like Assassin's Creed 1 was like, you're an assassin. That was the whole new thing was the big part. But the thing actually actually kind of ties into South Park is that if you have a Uplay account, which no. and I, I have one. Anyway. I think I have two. You get the Ezio Auditore uh, <sighs> outfit, which shows that like even Ubisoft knows that like Ezio like character wise was like the peak for them. I would argue Edward Kenway. I really liked Kenway's story and like the ending and everything like that for Kenway. But Ezio, as a protagonist, was probably a lot more likable than, especially Connor. Connor can go fuck himself in a grave wherever he is because he's rotting in hell. But the first hour you're playing is Haytham. Yeah. Haytham is, is good. Haytham, Haytham is really was good. actually pretty cool. That was a cool setup, and I was really into the game up until they introduced Connor, yeah. and you just realized you're playing as a board. <laughs> Literally a two-by-four plank with hidden blades. It's more of a log because they didn't have uh, the proper lumbering uh, uh, infrastructure. There was just no personality on him. <laughs> it was just so brutal. Like, I just, I look back and hate that game. Like, I don't hate many video games, but I hate Assassin's Creed 3. And, like, it's I was really excited so for bad. It. 
I was so excited for it, but it's just, it was bad. Actually, it's one of the first games I reviewed. And then uh, Black Flag came out, and Black Flag fixed everything. And they're like, hey, you know that whole, like, boat section you guys love? Here's the whole game. <laughs> I fucking love and that. And they're doing that again. They're making another game. Yeah, they're making like, an only, like, it's going to be a multiplayer game where it's just the boat combat. Which, which I'm excited for, but I'm kind of disappointed that there's, like, there's no, like, melee, like, boarding and stuff. It would have been kind of cool to have that. There is a game out there that's, like, alpha build or something there, there's a pirate mmo coming out sea of thieves not sea of thieves there's another one out right now that you can oh, play oh. that you actually jump on a boat Oh, black wake yes i think so I think yeah it's, it's a really fun video from that scene anderson funhouse did one together and it was really good <laughs> uh we're being told to wrap this up again we don't have to say that every we're really time. We yes just, we do we i want them to know how impatient riley is <laughs> and how we're just working i was saying you can make us no look breaks. more professional if no, you just said no. okay go into the next he's topic he's like whipping us of- he is a task master yeah he's whipping us here um gonna talk about vr that's something we haven't ever actually talked about on this podcast and, and- we still won't so moving on <laughs> next topic my okay my so- experience with vr is 100 percent limited no one fucking asked you not a single person at this table <laughs> it turned is, to you and went, hey, Ben, we really value and care about your opinion. It is 100% no, I care. limited to... It's because you live with him. He's your ride home. <laughs> 2006 <laughs> Disneyland proto virtual reality. Did you get it fingered was, in the tunnel of it love? Was, it was terrible. And it, Was yeah. it not the tunnel of love? That was over 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so wait, was it like... Like a sponsored VR or just like Disney just made a slap it was, at well, it was, style? No, it was super boy. It was super gimmicky back then. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, it's still kind of a gimmick now, honestly. That's I've what played I see a bit it with it. Like, but a lot I've, of people are going to hate us for saying that because a lot of people are on the VR train. There's very little people who aren't. So I got to use, I've used both a Vive and the Gear VR. The Gear VR, for those that don't know, is literally you just slap your phone in there and you get VR. Yeah. Just on your phone. It was pretty cool. I did, there was a couple interactive experiences I did. One was uh, like horror games. So it's like different nightmares and stuff where things happen as you look at them and move your head around. And when you have a good pair of earphones on and this over your face, it gets fucking terrifying. And then like I've played a couple games on the Vive in VR and sorry, I had to burp up more tequila. (laughs) Um, the VR, like the Vive games, are they feel really gimmicky. It's yet to feel like there's been a AAA studio that goes. They've tried. I see the purpose of it. There Let's was that, make a good game. There's like there's probably a few, but one of the games that comes to mind there was that space one, Oxygen or something like that. It was like you were trying to like survive on the space station that like was crashed and blown up, and you're trying to like get to oxygen tanks. But there's very little like limited gameplay that you could do. That's the issue. Is it seems like a lot of developers are almost afraid of it. Yeah, and they don't want to jump in on the train, which is kind of a shame because, like, going see, by games I have on my Steam library, I could do VR in. I have like five. See, like the problem I have with the gameplay aspect of it is there's two options. One is that you have a controller in the VR headset. And that's just like slapping the TV up to your face. Yeah. There's a second option, which is motion control. And I fucking hate motion control. We have not done well with it. And we shouldn't continue with it. We had the Kinect. We had the Wii and like all that stuff. And the sixth axis, sixth axis on like the fucking PS4 controllers. Yeah. We haven't gotten there yet. So like it's it's stuck with the one with the, with the controller. Get, and how much can you do with just sitting there with a controller and moving your head around? Like, there's been some really cool VR games. Like, there's been the Rick and Morty one, mm-hmm. which looks really fun. It's just I am um, bred, just like <laughs> with Rick and Morty. There's that one. There's the uh, accounting one, I think it was called, or something like that, where it, again, has actually Justin Rolliard doing voices. What, what was that? Justin Rolliard? Rollard? What? <laughs> Roland. Roland, thank you. Roiland. Roiland. There's oh, so I. we're just all getting it wrong. No, for I'm the right. Yeah, I'm we're the one. Sitting there right. all high and fucking mighty. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's about like seven or ten, seven to ten about different VR headsets out there. I just looked it up. Yeah. But I mean, the main two, especially for PC gaming, you got the Rift and um, the Vive. Yeah. Those are really the only two that matter there. And the VR, PlayStation VR is really trying to get pushed. Yeah, but like. It's you know not. Who, you know who's working That's the with wrong crowd to kind of aim at. Console you know, gamers. You know, they're the uh, worst. Microsoft and their VR. Scorpio or whatever? No, that was uh, the name of the Xbox yeah, One S. Well, anyway, their VR team is headed by John Carmack. Uh, Car- Carmichael. Carmack. And essentially, oh, he look made, who's getting the name wrong now. Yeah, it's... Oh, oh sorry. Peter McGuire, bitch boy. <laughs> 
That was a Darius, callback to earlier in the Darius show. Darius Rucker. <laughs> Humor. Uh, Carm... Uh, God damn it. I had a whole thing lined up. Keep going. Talk about whatever you want. I'm really okay, upset so now. Okay, so why don't we actually just move on to our top five list for the week. John Carmack. Okay, so he got it. Good job. We're all so proud of you here. He so was uh, he was he was he was a huge like violent. Is, this like, isn't part of the top five just list here, saying, so just shut okay. the fuck up at this point. <laughs> I'm sorry. And let's right, go into the top five list. Okay, so top five list this week is five times Andrew wants to kill Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, top five games that we feel deserve a sequel. You go first. I get to go first. I have my number book. five. Uh, Lord of the Rings: War in the North. Did you ever play that one? You want a sequel to that, or is that I what you're calling love a sequel? sequel? I would love a sequel to that game. Did you play that one at all? I did not. Ben, it did you was, play it? I don't think so. Was it was it a strategy game? Nope. Never mind then. It was uh, <laughs> three people, three co- player co-op, which is really cool to me. Uh, you had a ranger, you had a dwarf champion, <gasps> and then you had... Was that the talking eagle one? <laughs> There were talking eagles. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> um, it was like an action RPG. So you had like um, kind of like, I, I don't know, Riley just looks like he's dying over here for some fucking reason, but we don't care. We leave men behind on this show. Um, no, it had like Which a really cool combat system. That in doesn't it. leave with, with us with much because you hate women. Leaving men behind is just like making you got to remember, hey, you. ladies. Um, no, is in. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Sometimes happily. Um, no, War of the North, though, three-player co-op is always kind of a win to me because like, I love being able to sit on a couch with people and play a game. Um, the fact is Lord of the Rings, and it had actually a really deep level system for each character. We had different skill trees to go up and stuff that changed how you played. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number five for me. Number four, is Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. That's never going to happen as a game. It's never going to come out as a sequel. Check about your mom. No, I just completely ignored your comment at this point and just want to move forward. A sequel is your mom. That's never going to happen. Um, did you ever play Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning? Yeah, that was made by, uh, what's his name? It was a baseball player, uh, Kurt Schilling, I want to say. And he, yeah, he uh, he made a studio for it, but it it did well. And then it they was went a bankrupt. great game. Yeah, and then it went bankrupt. It's just not enough people are picking it up. <laughs> It's uh, it was also written by R. A. Salvatore, Salvatore, S- Salvador Dali. No, fucking, he wrote the um, D and D series about Drizzt the Dark Orc or what, the Dark Orc, the Dark Elf. So it was like a big long Dungeons and Dragons book series still going on. Um, but no, he wrote the story for the game, and the story was a lot of fun. The combat was really good, but we're never going to see a sequel for that because they've had ample time and nothing's even been rumored ever. And Kurt Schilling, the guy who was behind the whole thing, was uh, recently got into some hot water about like some racial things he was saying or something like that. So On that note, we'll move on to number three. <laughs> uh, number three, PlayStation All-Stars. That hey was now. the Super Smash hey Bros. Now. clone. You're an All-Star. By <laughs> Sony, where they took their characters and put them in a fighting game. Yeah, I which, remember that. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I would have been okay with a sequel coming out too for it for like the PS4 as a launch title or something. That would have been a neat thing. It, it was a very cheese, like you can cheese the game because I played as the kill zone general. Oh, you could just turn invisible and be a little dick bag. And everywhere. just like snipe from the other yeah, side you of the must map. Be Pikachu and in then... Smash Bros. 2, aren't you? <laughs> aren't you? No, I'm Rosalina and Luma. Pikachu. I just like send oh, out Luma and it kind bitch. of keeps them. Yeah, such a you bitch. just go hide in the corner as and you send Luma out. Bring her back. So much easier that way. Um, I liked how they they changed it up, though, where you had to get your, like, combo meter up, like your super meter charge to mm-hmm. get a KO. You didn't get points unless you killed them that way. Yeah. Which was a big change up from Super Smash Bros, where you could just get ring out and just win all that time. Uh, so I think that game kind of needs a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my next two games are both Nintendo games. We have... Oh, what a pattern. Number two, Super Mario Sunshine, because that game was a lot of fun. Are you looking for Super Mario Sunshine 2 or just like... Well, that's what Galaxy is. Yeah. Yeah, Super Mario Sunshine 2 would be a really nice thing to have happen. I mean, like, it's just... Did you play... You played the first one. Uh, like, you played... Galaxy? The, no, Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, yeah. The and first one. The first one. The only one. <laughs> I'm just getting a we little wishful thinking here. Um, I really liked it. I thought yeah. it was a lot of fun. It was a really cool break from the traditional Mario and, like, I still think a lot of it could come back and be a lot of fun on the Switch. Even if they just put out a remaster, 
Yeah. Like just remaster and I will pay $80 I don't think they have that in it. their plans to remaster Sunshine because no. it was it was like we liked it but it's become kind of like a cult classic. Yeah. Cuz it's like it wasn't well received. I could see it on the next generation of Nintendo console coming out again. You like know, I feel like at that point it's been long enough mm-hmm. that they could get away with doing it. Yeah. All I, right, so number one. one is, what is my number one? It's a Pokemon tequila shot. Snap. Oh. And a tequila shot. Let's get on that, Riley. There's that. Yeah, but while he's pouring it, you can This talk is why it. we pay him, is yeah. to pour tequila shots. That's his only job on the show. Recording this on two cans connected with a string. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, <laughs> no, Pokemon Snap, though, would be a really great game to have a sequel to. Thanks. Like, I love the first one. It wasn't just as simple as taking pictures of Pokemon. It was also things like figuring out items that you get later on, how they're going to be effective later, and coming back and using them on an earlier level. Yeah. And I have a feeling this is a really big possibility of actually happening, considering the fact they're making the full-feature Pokemon game for the Switch in the next year. Yeah, I heard something, but like it wasn't like... I heard there was like like strings attached or something. It wasn't no, actual. They've said it's actually going to be a main series Pokemon game. Okay. So it's the first time we've had a main series Pokemon game not on a handheld console. For the most part, like because Pokemon Coliseum does not count. That's <laughs> not a main series Pokemon game. And Pokemon Stadium does not count. Those are not main series games. But this one might actually be the next generation jump, which would be a really kind of interesting, cool thing to have happen. And before we have this, I need... My bottle of Coca-Cola, wherever it is, because I'm not doing tequila shot without it. Okay. And, okay, so we're about to do a tequila shot, but while we're all in agony, and Ben's already drank, like, two Mickeys of tequila while we've been doing this. Ben, put down the flamethrower! <laughs> he's going to he's gonna give us some of his, because he didn't plan for this, so he's going to give us, like, a, some off the top of his head while we Just die. right now. Just rapid fire so, that ben, shit. Ben, you have until... Uh, Half past nine. Two in the morning to get your list out. Okay, I've only written down two one two games. Um, Shut the fuck up. We didn't start with you yet. Yep, Go they're going to have to take the shot. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing it too. Oh, fuck, that's assy. Okay, the first game is Kirby Air Ride. It was a game, it was a game on the... Uh, fuck yeah! The Nintendo GameCube. It was like... It was played by everybody, but no one ever fucking talks about it. And ben can come back on the show. It's It's one of the best games ever. And it, it just, it, it almost... It, I'd fuck it, Kirby. <laughs> it promotes, like, communal storytelling. Like, if you're playing with somebody else, it just has so much opportunity for, like, kids to, like, create their own worlds and their own stories. And yeah, and then you have fucking dickbags who won't tell you what the Dragoon does or how to get it, and they're just <laughs> little dickwad. I mean, I was, a, hi- you, I was, I was a Hydra fuck guy. You. The, the ethereal Adam. I was a Hydra guy. <laughs> Um, and the next might sound weird because there has been Fire Emblem If or Fire Emblem uh, Fates that's come out, but Fire Emblem Awakening was a 3DS game, and it's technically gotten a sequel in the form of a com- like a game in a completely different universe, but I'd like a game, a Fire Emblem game in the same world that's a, like a direct sequel because I really like the characters of Fire Emblem Awakening and the ones of Fates can go suck a dick because I really wanted because <laughs> I really wanted to be fuck them. I really wanted to be an authoritarian dictator and the game Don't kept making the game kept making my character a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awful. And I was like, but I want to be Darth Vader. <laughs> so what sounds to me is you really want to get the game Rimworld where you can sit there it's a PC game. Yeah. You can sit there and literally make people cut off their arms and legs so they're a source of food for your group of people. <laughs> that game is the greatest game ever made. And what was your third one, Ben? Um, that was it. Oh, okay. oh, he only had two. Yep. He really brought the weak sauce this week. Yeah. Um, fuck him, right? Yeah. All right, Bronco, you're top five. Okay, so my f- number five is going to be a toothbrush. Wrong. It's going to be a toothbrush. Wrong. I'm just saying wrong for everything you say now. <laughs> you predicted my joke. <laughs> uh, it's going to be... Okay, this one's going to be controversial. Not but, really. Abortion. But not really. Not at all. I want a sequel to Andromeda. Mass Effect Andromeda. No. I do no. because... Okay, it's, uh, it's okay, controversial now. Listen, listen. Because, yeah, it was, a, it was a hot mess. It Riley, was, it just w- cut all this out, please. <laughs> 
it was a hot mess. There was a lot of development problems, and there was a lot of things they're trying new. But there's potential in there, and they can fix it. So I kind of I I've heard things that it's going to shut down or not going to continue it, and they're like writing a Remember book to finish off the series. Remember how we started the podcast? We talked about our one veto thing, like we just don't want to talk about. That's mine. You're off the fucking show now. Good job, dude. I'm the biggest Mass Effect fan around this table, and I'm going to tell you, I I, I hated Andromeda. I passion. I thought I, it was okay. That was the problem. I would I like to okay. give them another chance, though. Yeah, exactly. I will say I do want to see Mass Effect done properly again because I'm a huge fucking Mass Effect fan. Like, I'm big. It's one of the series that will always put a smile on my face when loading up. Like that moment in two when Archangel takes off his helmet and yeah. it's Garrus, and you're like, the was, best characters back. Was my he, face he is was too not tired that to smile. Okay. He was not that great in the first one. No, but second and third, they developed him as the only yeah, one who so actually just, has loyalty to I'm just to calling Shepherd. bullshit on your statement, yeah. though. I, I liked him in the first one. He yeah, he was, he, was pretty, one. yeah he was pretty good. He was, my he was party green. in the first one was always Rex and Garrus. Yeah, he and didn't then really in the plan. second, it was Grunt and Garrus. And in the third, it was Garrus and whoever the fuck is going to be my meat shield. See, the problem with the first one's uh, combat was the majority of the enemies were Geth, and that meant you loaded out with like tech people a lot. Okay, so why don't we move on to my next one? About Mass Effect, yeah. and we'll talk about Mass Effect and everything right and wrong with it next week. Okay, on next, not next week, next podcast. Uh, next game is Spyro. Uh, from I want a sequel to one of the th- the, the original trilogy. Um, because the fourth one didn't exist. Enter the Dragonfly, does, that, that's not a thing. That doesn't exist. None of it actually, the whole fucking uh, Elijah Wood, um, the, the Joe with, Dirt. The, the one with the very fuckable female one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone's fuckable if you try hard enough. Skylanders bullshit going on now, ever <laughs> since the third one. I want... Another like, traditional Spyro, Spyro sequel. game. I have, like, it's, it's just so feasible. It's so possible. I feel like we're going to see, before we see a true sequel, I feel like we're going to see, like, a Spyro remastered. Yeah. Like they did with Crash. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's more of a chance of that, which I'll play the fuck out of that. Yeah. Like, playing Spyro again with updated, like, 4K graphics. Well, the, yeah, they're, they're saying, yeah, they're going to do that. Because, um, like, Crash is back, so why not do Spyro? Yeah. They've been in a game together before. Yeah. In Twin Sanity. Had, uh, there's also Game the Boy Advance game, games game Boy Advance, yeah. where they swapped worlds. Yeah. So you played as Crash and Spyro's world and Spyro and Crash nice worlds. World. I had both those games and they were actually a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, for my next one, the next sequel I want is To the Night I Have with Andrew Slough. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, I thought tequila you were going to say something about Schindler's List or Q-Therapy. <laughs> Where's uh, where's the tequila? Let's get me another shot here. And I mean, I would love, one. I would love a sequel to Schindler's get List. Some more. Like, what happened? Schindler's next? List two. I don't know Schindler's what happened next. Pissed. There's a college humor joke. Like that. Um, it's just Liam Neeson kicking Nazis' ass. Schindler's <laughs> fist is what they called it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that would be a great sequel, right? Like, just seeing like what happened to a lot of them afterwards. There'd be no problems. They just see like, hey, they're it's alive. just their funerals. <laughs> yeah. It's like that 20 minutes in Casino Royale where everything's fine. Oh, I thought you were going to say the 20 minutes where Daniel Craig gets his balls hit by a rope. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that describes the Holocaust pretty accurately. (laughs) Just being hit in the dick with a rope. I think he played a Jew or something. <laughs> uh, Defiance? Defiance, yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So they, it's all full circle. It's all, it's <laughs> he all was coming the together. Jew all along. <laughs> okay, um, what's your number two? <laughs> no, it's my number three, actually. Oh, Jesus, we've only gone. Because you two. keep derailing me, I'm you sorry. ass. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I made the mom joke, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm really. Okay, I just want to apologize to Andrew's mom. She listens oh, to she this. doesn't fucking listen to us. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't care about me. <laughs> God. All right, let's move on to the your uh, actual number three. Um, the next one I want is a sequel to One Night in China. No, uh, oh. Shadow of Colossus. That's a fantastic porno, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was say, a sequel to Shadow of Colossus. The remaster is coming out. Like re, like it's pretty much a rebuild, pretty much of the I first mean, game. Don't you die at the end of the first one? Well, yeah, d- like that's a yeah, whole, there's a whole world. How do you get the sequel? You like, just there's a died. Whole world. You just died. Just this one ha- section is just like. It's, it's a whole world, but I think that was the only thing like that in that world. I guess so, but like it's just like something similar, or like a spiritual sequel yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I could see a spiritual sequel. I don't think we're ever going to see a true sequel because it's like, like a Red Dead Redemption thing where it's he comes back undead at the end of the game. <laughs> you just play a zombie. John that Morrison. was so fucking cool. <laughs> but all right, so number two, uh, number two is uh, NBA uh, uh, Jam. You didn't lose me. I fucking love... They came out with that for the Wii. They remastered it. Yeah. And came out with the on-fire edition for the Wii. 
for the PS3 and Xbox 360. And <laughs> it is still absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And I still throw it on whenever I go back home to where like my parents have the PS3 and whenever I go back home, we'll play it. There's a game that came out recently. It's like a uh, RPG, but it's like basically it was it did really well. It was like this past summer. Um, it was basically NBA Jam, but set in a fantasy world. <sighs> well, the gameplay was like Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> It was Come Space on jam. and slam, and welcome to the jam. <laughs> Sad I'm not wearing my Space Jam shirt. Um, and uh, yeah, so the next the next game I have on my list is uh, which, oh, Laura just dropped off my Space Jam shirt yeah, to me. Space Jam shirt. Uh, my lovely fiance, everyone. I don't know what she was doing. She was probably pooping before it. She's taking Ooh. a very long shit. It's excellent. <laughs> Smells from here. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Laura. You didn't ask for any. <laughs> All right, so uh, what's number, your uh, number, number one point? Number, yeah. We're on number one. Uh, and this might be the last episode. Because <laughs> I might be murdered by my fiance yeah, in, our, in my sleep. Our All right, so what's your number? Laura, can you take back the shirt? <laughs> he just doesn't know what to do Thank with himself. You. Oh! <laughs> she hit me okay, with it. Uh, All right, wrapping ne- up. Uh, next game, Farming Simulator. I want to see <laughs> Farming Simulator. <laughs> that we get a sequel to that every fucking year. Uh, I know it is really well in Germany. Um, <laughs> the Germans too love. Okay, no, no, I am not making another Nazi joke about the people of Germany. <laughs> they are really wonderful steady. people. They're industrious. Um, I just okay. I actually, it's it's weird because it's in a series. I want another historical um, Total War game. Yeah, doing something with sagas and stuff. But like, I want just another historical what one because I can't want, get though? into Warhammer, so I can't. What? Oh, I'm fucking into Warhammer. If you look behind you on my shelf, there you'll see two completed armies. No, no, like on the glass case. Glass case. You fucking doofus. Andrew's lying. There's nothing here. Oh, shut the fuck up! I spent way too much money on Warhammer, and I always will. <laughs> um, um, but I get, love the Warhammer Total War games. Yeah, so. they look really good. It's just like I can't get invested in them, and like I want it, like. Attila was really well done, and that was the last historical one. And they're doing something with like certain periods called Segas, and like the first Total War and only Total War game I've actually played is Warhammer Total War. Really? I know all I've the other ones, all of them except for like, I, the very first one. I don't know. I always found the historical stuff a little hard to get into. I like the fantasy elements. Yeah, and I I like your mom. So we'll that, just, there we'll we just, go. That's yeah. the uh, end of the show here. <laughs> um, that was a well placed last joke. Fuck you, Bronco. Oh, Riley's holding up a finger, and it's the middle one. <laughs> What's he telling us to do? Go fuck ourselves. <laughs> I know. I, I usually don't get this involved in the shows or steal microphones from guests. But um, can yeah. I throw out a game that should have sequel? Yeah, no. go ahead. Yeah, totally. No. Okay. No. Fuck yourself. Shut up, Andrew. Let no. We're paying for this. We can determine the content. Andrew, I paid for this too, Andrew. and I'm letting them do this. Andrew, <laughs> do you want me to delete this episode? <laughs> right now? I literally press one button, and none of this ever sees the light of day. Do it. I, it's, it's kind of funny because it's not necessarily like a sequel because uh, Age of Empires 4 is coming out. But I would love to see an Age of Empires 2 definitive edition where they take all, like, they take Age of Empires 2 yeah. and they throw all the spaghetti code out <laughs> and they just rebuild the game in, like, a modern engine. So you don't have any of, like, like the borderline unplayable lag online and, and a lot of the glitches that they're dealing you with. You know, just now. give me uh, Age of Mythology 2 <laughs> while we're at it because I love the Age of Mythology games. Oh. Yeah, Can we just get into one thing, though? Age of Empires 3 was really cool, but why the fuck did they put the unit sizes as, like, max sizes when you summon them? You can't do, like, the summon just one guy from the unit anymore. It's literally, like, comes out as a squad of 20. Riley's agreeing with me on this point. It wasn't Age of Empires. It was still a good game. Like, I still enjoyed Age of Empires 3. It just... It was way too different from what we were kind of used to, yeah. which is what... All the sequels I listed on here, the reasons I want a sequel to it is because the first game was so magical and good. I don't want them to reinvent the wheel. Just give me the goddamn same game with just new elements to it. I but agree. My, my list was magical. mostly because like it was made like five Except for Mass minutes. Effect yeah. Andromeda. Yeah. It's just a piece of shit game. <laughs> All right, so... My face is tired. <laughs> <laughs> After... Let's uh. Why don't we let Ben do the outro here? Because he's just <clears throat> been pounding back shots of tequila like an absolute boss that he is. Let's uh. Let's get the closing statement from uh, Ben. Ben, you have two sentences. It's your mic, go. I only have two sentences. Eh, that's, that's one of them. One. <laughs> I would like to thank the Academy. <laughs> 
And Jesus. And I would also like to thank you for inviting me on the show. I didn't invite you. I did. But, I want the record to show. And <laughs> I had a really good time. This has been... I had a really good time and this has been Tacos and Tequila with Andrew and Bronco. Oh, thank God we're done. Uh, Have a good night, guys. Have a good night, everybody. See you next time.